One of the, our, our newest ambassadors is uh, Georgi. Uh, Michael came up to me just a few weeks ago, and he said, um, you know, we'd like to add a new, new ambassador. His name's Georgi, and uh, he's going to be in the States, and maybe he can come by and speak. I said, who is this guy? And he said, well, I've known him for 19 years. I said, well, then add him. If you trust him, I trust him. Georgi ministers um, in Romania. I don't want to tell you too much of his story. I want him to tell you his story. But I do want to let you know that in the lobby are some of his publications, and he has a website, and some of that information will be up on the screen because I trust that you may want to pray for him and support his ministry by the time he's done. So, Georgi, if I can just ask you to come on up, I'll let you introduce yourself from there on. Let's give him a warm hand. Thank you. Thank you, my Thank you so much. How long? What time should I finish? Good morning, and uh, it is a great honor. Thank you, Pastor Steve and Pastor Michael. It is such a great blessing. After. After, yeah, yeah, okay. Never mind. Never mind. No. <laughs> it is such a great honor, and I want to greet you in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. My name is Brother Georgi, and um, my precious wife, Christina, uh, which I have been married for the last 26 years, and we have six adopted children. We have raised 10 of them. We took from the uh, four of them from the street, which they were put on the street after being in Romania and the orphanage. But uh, we could not adopt them. We adopted the other ones because it's supposed to be a rule between us and them must be the 18 years difference. And uh, the oldest one, we did not have 18 years difference. And, uh, but the last six we adopted from the age of 22 and the youngest one that's five years old. And uh, I'm so excited. I'm sorry I'm not being town here uh, next week when it says that seniors can be here for, for lunch. I said, Lord, how low you put the bar. 50 years old, you can come and eat free lunch at the church. What a blessing. <laughs> what a great country to be. You can eat for free in America. If you, but it is very interesting how these things happen. Um, I would like to share you briefly, you know, um, how our life. I grew up in, in a country of Romania. Romania, it's a former communist country, was not part integral of the Soviet Union, but it was the border Romanian Soviet Union empire. It was next to, uh, I was living only three miles from there and a wonderful family, and which I would like to say, if I can choose as a child, again, my mom and dad, I would choose the same parents. I'm so very thankful. The Lord blessed me with such a wonderful parents. They were the original religion Orthodox. They raised me in the best what they knew. At the age of 14, my father sent me to school in Transylvania. Many of you, you heard about Dracula. <laughs> uh, I am missionary. I don't bite and I don't do anything. You know, just I want to be 
you'll be saved with me. <laughs> and uh, there it is, the first time I learned some people, they ran away from Romania. And we learned about United States and the things which we consider America being a heaven. I would like to say still it is one of the most precious, wonderful nation to live in. But we pray that uh, we'll be very careful what we prepare and what we pass the baton for the next generation. What we'll bring into that will still honor the Lord. May the Lord help us to be in. And that time I start to make sport. I was making boxing for the last, for the next four years and a half with one purpose to come in 1984 to the Olympics here. And the best way to run out of the country was come with a national sports team. At the age of 18, immediately after I finished the high school, they select me to go to the KGB. For us, it was one of the highest honor. You could be only one young man from a thousand to be chosen to be part of the service. I was part of um, guarding the president, last president of Romania during the dictatorship, Ceausescu. But through different circumstances, they put me to speak to, prime minister, to the prime minister of the country when everyone that swore uh, uh, for the country when they do that. And uh, after that, they put me to a special training. And I was jumped from the plane with a parachute, second jump, broke my leg, and I could finish only the stage over there, and I came back to work. And there it was very interesting, you know. Uh, they tried to put me to become a politician. I went to school to become a youth communist leader. And I finished, and they, the area which I would be responsible would be like 100,000 youth. I was very hardworking. I was respectful. I honored the people and authority. That's the things which my father told me to do. My father, he was a man of wisdom. He was my best friend and great mentor for me in my life. Um, I would like to say I wish every young man will have a father, like even better, but the way I have, I would be taking my father to be again and again to be my father. A man who loved me, a man who built me up, a man who spoke in my life words of encouragement. And I'm so very thankful to my Heavenly Father to bless me with a, such a precious family. My mom is still alive. She's 84 years old. She's a Christian. At the age of 77, she became born-again Christian, serving the Lord. And my father, before he went to be with the Lord, I ministered and I was sharing. I was repenting through the letters back and forth with them. And before he went to be with the Lord, eight years before he went to be with the Lord, he accepted the Lord, he was baptized, and served the Lord. I am so very thankful. I'm looking for the day. That song which was singing, sang has given me hope that someday I will see my beloved Father and, and glory. I pray that these words, these songs, I pray there's not only songs of en entertainment, but I pray that get deep in our soul that it's our hope that what we live for, that here, the earth at this time is not our home until, hopefully we come a millennium reign with Christ and 
but uh, it is a better place where the Lord Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Where I am, I'll come to take you to be with me. And um, in the 18th night, you know, just I met my wife in a very short period of time. I was praying as a Orthodox for a godly wife, but she was quite different. But uh, I heard the voice of God that she is the one for my life. And I said, God, she doesn't like you to talk about God. She, she, she's different. I said, don't. And she said, yes, this is the one. When I heard it, in a very short period of time, I married her. And uh, in 1990, after the revolution in Romania, maybe some of you, which you knew that 2020 was shown children on, uh, on uh, that program, an American couple came to adopt some children from Romania, and we met them on a train. We gave up our jobs for one month. My wife, she was the one speaking English, and uh, she translated. We helped them to adopt two children, uh, six, six weeks a little boy and two weeks a little girl. And the day before they're supposed to come to the United States, they asked how much money they should pay for us. And I said, we did not do for money. It was one of the orphanage which we went over there. There were 30 children, and uh, they were from two years under. And uh, we were walking over there, and they were like going shopping for children. And it was only one worker for 30 children. And what, when I walk over there, just for us, we were newly married, and what I did, I pick up one of the child. The other next to them lift their hands. I took both of them in my lap. And the other ones, when they saw, we took the other. All of them, they start to cry because they want to. And they were rocking like this because nobody was holding them. And uh, I say, how can I take the money from these people? When they will give a better future, they will need the money to raise these children. And it's... I said, no, when you go to America, maybe you can invite us to come to visit the United States. And said, do you have a passport? I said, we do. And said, come with us. The day before, we walk like October 4th, 8 o'clock in, and 10 o'clock we walk visa, with visa. In um, the evening, we made a phone call to our parents. The next day, we flew to the United States, praying 11 years, believing God that someday I run away from the country, and not my one way, but God, way, God, he made a way for me to come here. Apply for a political asylum, start to work. And, and two years later, we heard the first time the gospel of the kingdom of God and understood the meaning why Jesus came, why he died, why he suffered, and what, how God raised him from the dead. And the only hope which we have in this world to be saved the only hope to be restored back to God, it is only in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When I heard the first thing, I repented. I said, what have I do? I said, you must repent from your sin and believe in, in the Lord that he is the Savior and confess with your mouth. If you believe in Jesus is Lord and in your heart that you confess with your mouth, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. I said, that's all? Yes. And after that, we start to be disciple. And at the age of 27, I was so crying. I was crying. I said, 
how can I not heard one time the simple truth of the gospel of the kingdom? And from that day forward, together with my wife, one year later we heard, because the he that believe and is baptized shall be saved. That is, was the time which we have been baptized and uh, we have been part of the church and we are so very thankful. And at the same time, we open a business and the Lord blessed us, wonderful. God cannot bless laziness. I want to thank God for an amen. God cannot bless laziness. God will bless the one who work diligently with their hands. Yeah, it's true? I was working 12 hours, 68 hours a week, and from 7 p.m. until 11 p.m. I was going to school for three years and a half to learn, to be, you know, to be disciplined, how to do business, how to be educated. When I came into this country, I knew more Russian speaking fluently than English. I did not know any English. And I said after one week, I think Americans, they will not learn racial language. I better, better learn English language. And that's what I started and went to school. But I would like to say, in my zeal and everything, and my heart desire was to be a multimillionaire in this country. We have our own business. I have a wonderful Jewish man who was a wonderful mentor for me. It was like my father, he spoke in my life how to be successful in business, how to walk in the parking lot, and when you go, you see a penny, not to be ashamed to step down, pick up the penny, clean it, and put it in your pocket. If you do not appreciate the penny, you'll not appreciate the dollar, and after you'll not keep value on that. He said, if you take care of the penny, you'll take care of even the largest amount. May the Lord help us. Maybe somebody needs to hear it. But I'm moving on. My time is short. My brother and sister, in the midst of my greatest success before I, franchise, before I tried to franchise the business, December 12, at 7.45 a.m., 1995, we were driving through the intersection stoplight. Two teenagers failed to yield. And we had had one collision. I was not able to move my right part from my wife. She was cut from chest completely to down, removed her spleen, 20% of her blood, and 10% of her liver was cut in the seat belt. In the midst of that car accident where cars, everyone, hundreds of cars stopped and nobody came to us, it's like the time stopped for me. I could see my life from my childhood like a quick, movie and rewind from the childhood to that moment. And I knew with such a clear mind all of the money which I have invested, all of those things, a new house, home, everything which, as you said, the American dream, to be your own boss. Many people could not understand. A simple young couple coming in a very short time to reach that success. And that time I heard a voice and I was asked, what have you done with your life since you received me and Lord and Savior? Was a voice of not condemnation, a voice such as sweet. The only thing I was sorry, I was wasting my life living for self. Everything it was me 
I want, I want to be a millionaire, I want to, I want to prove, I want, I want, I want. At that point, hopeless, when I was not able to move, I pray and I ask a question, the Lord, and I ask him, Lord, if you'll be willing, please, to allow me to move from here, I will serve you for the rest of my life. They took us, both of us, with the ambulance to the to hospital. Somebody came over there to pray for me, and by the grace of God, I was able to rise up and to walk. And from there I said, Lord, from this day forward, I am yours. I will never live for my own desire, but I want to honor to serve you. Immediately in 1996, this was the year when I met Brother Michael and Sister Nancy in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They were in ministry themselves. And since that time, I started to prepare. I was ordained, and after that I went in the mission field in Philippines. But one day, I was home reading the Word of God through Hebrew 11:24, where the Bible says, By faith Moses, when he grew up, he refused to be called the son of Herodor, but he chose to suffer with the people of God rather than enjoy sinful pleasure for a short time. Like in the, the day of the accident, at the same voice asked, are you willing to go back to the people which I brought you out of? That I said, yes, Lord. And uh, when my precious wife came from work, I said, honey, God called us to go to back to our own nation. And she said, honey, God spoke to you. She did not, uh, he did not speak to me. You go with my blessing, I will work. If he will speak to me, I will go. First thing came directly in my thinking. Ephesians, what is speak? Wives, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. <laughs> what sister? I know it's hard in America to swallow it, but it's still in the kingdom principle. It is a kingdom principle. But I felt the Holy Spirit not to speak it for. For the next couple of weeks, I fast on and off, and I pray. And the end of the two weeks, my wife, she came home and says, on Saturday, Sonny, I'm, re said, and says, I'm ready to go. I thought we'll go to have a dinner. It was Saturday, and just uh, we'll go to have a dinner. She says, no, 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 you do not know what I'm. says, for the last two weeks, since you call, told me, because God called us to go to Romania, I feel the most miserable and I cannot live. And God says for me, he lift the grace to do what I'm doing and that he won't send us to serve our own people. I said, praise the Lord. Immediately after that, I tried to make arrangements to go and I met a little girl in a state orphanage in Romania. She was a born victim when she was three months old, felt in the stove, burned her face and her little hands, chest and, and the knee. And when the, her mother picked up, her face remained directly on the hot burning stove. She was put in a, by the child protection into, into institution orphanage, that's where we met. And I took the picture and some friends asked if we can do something to do a surgery. We brought her to United States, she had a surgery Six surgery here, and after that, you know, she had more in the future, in the following year. 
But when the director on the little girl, she went back to Romania. We were praying and said, Lord, when are we supposed to go back to Romania? And the Lord says, give first the business away. And after that, we talked talk to our CPA and says, God spoke to us to give the business away. And he told to whom we should give the business. We called that people and says, you know, we, God spoke to us to give the business to you. It was a lady who got saved in the spa which we have over there in St. Louis, Missouri. And she wanted to buy that to be a ministry for other people to hear the gospel. And God called us to give to them. And the CPA said, you are crazy. It's worth so much money. How can you give such a wonderful business? And says, God called us. And we gave it for a dollar, sold our home. In the year of 2000, we went back into Romania. And we'd like to share with you some of the fruit what the Lord has done since we went back to Romania. Would you like to put the first video? Spuneți-i cuiva, și eu de astăzi vreau să-L urmez pe Domnul. Este calea, adevărul și viața. Again, of our God who reigns on high, 
We want to say thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you! These are the things which the Lord helped us to accomplish, and that uh, meeting alone, it was 70,000 people in India, and we thank the Lord for the opportunity serving. The Lord still is looking for somebody who is willing to say, here I am, Lord, use me. I pray that uh, all of us, we can be part of something greater for the kingdom of God. Maybe some of you, you may not be able to go, but you can pray. Some of you, if you are so busy, you may not have time to pray, and you are making resources and business and everything. You can put part of your resources towards going and to reaching the lost with the gospel. Some of you may be the ones who says, here I am, Lord, send me. Maybe you may be the one which would like to come in the mission field, would like to open the opportunity to come for a short term, time to, to visit us, working with the orphans, working with the elderly, to see exactly what is taking place in rehabilitation, see part of that. We need somebody who may come, maybe to be part of the staff in the mission field with us. Uh, many things the Lord is doing, and we are so very thankful and privileged. It is a time I do believe with all of my heart, we are approaching very close the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that everyone, when we stay before him, will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. What do I do at the present time to hear that word, words, well done? May the Lord help us not to be only living for selfishness, but we pray that we live for him. That is one of the greatest blessings when God is calling us, not only to speak in life what to do, but to be a living example. The Lord says to take the children from the state to become our children. Nicoletta, that first young lady who was a burned victim, become our fourth child, first child, and after we found out she had another three siblings, we adopt all of them. With, by the time she has been through before getting married, she had been through 43 surgery, total anesthesia, to restore the face, to restore the things, just to look a little bit decent, 
that her desire was that someday she will get married to have a family. And we thank the Lord we have already our first grandson from her. It's a beautiful little one, and we thank God for that. It's not only for us, but the Lord help us to take children from the institution. When you saw where it was written, Homes of Hope, we take children from institution, we place them Christian family, and we raise them as their own children. Because the greatest institution God ever created, it is a family. It's the first and the greatest. If we have a strong family, we raise strong children with the right values. We'll be a strong church, we'll be a strong nation. But when we destroy the value of the family, everything will crumble from there. Children will grow with emotional problems. They will not know what it means to have a functional family and become a dysfunctional and become a dysfunctional nation. I pray that all of us we honor and respect. When I meet older couples, I ask them, for how long have you been married? And they tell me, 40, 50. I met somebody who was married for 70 years. And I say, thank you, Lord. They start a little bit earlier today. You know, they start around 18 years. And, but that's how they got 70 years. But we thank the Lord. Wonderful children and grand-grandchildren. We are so very thankful. I would like to share with you now we are working and uh, the Lord called us to do a work and uh, to build a refugee camp between the war on Russia and Ukraine. Over 2 million people, they do not have homes. 166 children that is without parents, they are everywhere, scattered. And today, we want to share with you, small, you have the second? Thank you. We'd like to share you that you'll be able to pray with us that may the Lord help us to make a difference in the world which we live in. Not to be only to watch it, but to be participate. We can see the problems, but we can become the solution of the problem with the Lord's help. Let's take a look and that we can pray for these things. Ukraine. It's been almost two years since the war started. No one could even imagine that in Ukraine, in the middle of Europe, war triggered. The people were not ready. The army was not ready. And not even the churches were ready for this event. This war brought a lot of suffering, hate, fear, death. But above all, it brought love and salvation in the name of Jesus Christ for the people. The historians will write these events in a few lines, but in those lines the work of the evangelical churches will be inserted. From a pile of trash we were able to get some personal things so that we can continue our survival. The boy doesn't understand war. He is always asking when can he go back to his house, when can he go back into his room. 
we cannot comprehend it. It is like in the horror movie which we live in, and the worst thing is that there is a war going on in a peaceful state, we do not even know who is fighting who. Millions of bullets fly over our cities and they stop in people and houses which are destroyed. The people did not want to leave their homes, but they were forced because of the situation and they become refugees in their own country. Ukraine is not capable to help as many persons, but because of the Christians many parts of the world were mobilized and opened their hearts and helped us. Our priority are the widows with children, old people and refugees. There are many Christians that want to volunteer for the work. Many suffer of hunger because of the destruction that the world made. Many of them don't have a salary, are without the common needs for surviving, and the prices in the shops exploded. You can't sleep at night because of the stress. You hide in basements and the children need to take medicine so they can sleep. The children ask us not to let them die. Some people ask, where is God in all this? God gave us wisdom to save ourselves, but He cares more for our soul. The war gave strength to thousands of Christians in going forward, sacrificing their time, money, goods, and sometimes their health. To each Christian it was given the grace to serve after his own possibilities. There were tens of thousands that were evacuated by the Christian church. Just a church in Slavyansk helped 4,000 people to get out of the war zone. This war brought unity among the different confessions. All churches from any confession do not want to remain indifferent, but want to help with all they can. The war changed the thinking of the people in a radical way. The churches from Chennault sent over 2,000 tons of food and help and social aid and other hundreds of thousands of tons were sent by churches all over Ukraine. We load 200 packages with products and Christian literature in every car. Not only the country borders were wiped out, but also the religion borders. Hundreds of houses were rebuilt in which also teams from Chenowitz went and helped. Hundreds of refugees were received by our own churches in Chenowitz and we have over a hundred families that we take care. We want to buy a facility to help them to start over again. Now, the word of God brings change in the minds of people. And even in the war zone, there are churches being planted. We go there very suffering to proclaim the word of God and to rebuild which was destroyed. When we receive a package, our kids cry out, help, we received help. Along with the bread of life and social aid, we take with us the word of God. The people of God continue to serve and God's word is followed by power and miracles. We invite you to be part of this work and join us in these sad moments. Be an answer for the people and help us rebuild. God bless you all. This is 2015. We do not talk about this is the things which is taking place. As the little boy, he said, Mom, 
when we go back to our home? When can I go back to my rooms? When can I go back to my toys? I heard the story, it was so difficult. They did not have any food until the churches started to mobilize and start to bring some. They were catching the dogs on the street, killing them, and boiled the dogs to eat because they could not have anything. We are so thankful and blessed, and we pray that the Lord will continue to bless this nation to be the ones which you can be enabled. Every one of us, we can do something. Maybe it's just little, but remember, the greatest flood still come in small drops put together. We can make a difference in the world which we live. I pray that all of us, through the church, to the mission, if you would like to know, click up on a magazine. It's in an envelope over there to know how to pray, to know how, what we do. That's what God is calling us in that part of the world. And may the Lord help us to make a difference in the world which we live in. Every one of us, we can do something. I pray that the Lord will speak to all of you to be part of something, which is something very great to make a difference in that part of the world. We need Bibles. One Bible, full Bibles, costs $10. And we need so much. People, when they are desperate, they are looking for hope. And the only hope which we can present a true hope it is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we can give to them a Bible they can read for themselves and they can have a clarity for the future, what they can do with their life. I pray that the Lord help us. As um, I was meditating and to say, Lord, what would you like me to speak? And uh, the Lord, it's so good. I would like you to open your Bible if you have or if it's not put... Would you like to put in um, Matthew chapter 25? Matthew chapter 25. Um, Matthew chapter 25. And start with verse 31. Um, the Word of God says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory... And all the holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. And all the nation will be gathered before him. And he will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep at his right hand. But the goats on the left hand. Then the king will say to those on his right hand. Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you? When did you, and you or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and we take you in, or naked and clothe you? 
Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Surely I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of my brethren, you did it to me. Then he also will say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you curse into everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also answered him, saying, Lord, when did you see you hungry, or thirsty, or stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Surely I say to you, inasmuch you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And this will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteousness into eternal life. Amen. Father God, I thank you for your word. I pray that you will help me to speak simple, with clarity, Father. Give us ears to hear, hearts to receive what the Holy Spirit speaks today. And I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a wonderful thing that says, when the Lord, when the Son of Man is coming and his glory with his holy angels, he will sit on the throne. And very interesting, he will come like the Son of Man. Then the King, that he is taking his place, and that is the one who will judge. Will judge the people, the whole nation will come before him, and he will say, he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats at his left hand. May I ask you the question, if this is the day of the last day of your life, and if you, based on the knowledge, the way you live your life, if you need to be set apart, what do you think you'll spend? What part will you stay? Will you stay to the left or will you stay to the left, to the right? I pray that the Lord will expand our life in such a way that we will determine what side or Jesus will stand. Even the word of God says he will separate the sheep and the goats. They were together in one flock. They were together, living, being in the same place, hearing the same message, eating the same food, hearing the everything. But what one of the difference what is make? What they did with their life. And they start to do it. What a great blessing the word of God says. He says, come and receive the kingdom which was prepared from the foundation of the world. It's not anything else is receive what God prepares. He prepares something. But am I asking you and me, am I preparing myself for his kingdom? Are you preparing your life for that? It is life of following the Lord Jesus Christ. It's more than being named a Christian. It is a different. It's must by the life which we live, people will see 
who we are. By our deeds, you shall know them by their deeds. And says, you shall know by their love for each other because they are my disciples. One of the greatest things, when the righteous one, they ask, Lord, when did we feed you? When did we clothe you? When we visit you? When we have done this to you? And he said, when you have done to one of the least of my brethren, you have done unto me. Today, around the world, there are brothers and sisters which they are suffering. I come and I learn about what is taking place, what took place in the communist country. People which they did not deny the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Very interesting, they stood for their faith and the circumstances of the difficulties which they were put to deny the Lord, but they remained faithful. And uh, one of the ministers, which you may know or not, or you can search, his name is uh, Richard Wumbran, a Jewish man who was born again, received the Lord Jesus Christ and his Yeshua in the country of Romania. It was a couple in a mountain, up in the mountain, they were praying and said, Lord, before we go to be with you, we want to witness to one Jewish and they were fasting in prayer for many years. And this family, they were traveling. And they came to that as was they need to stay overnight. And they end up and they share the gospel with that family. And they found out they were a Jewish, precious Jewish people and they received the Lord. And after that, because he became a Christian, he became a follower of Yeshua. He, he was sharing the gospel everywhere. He was sharing with the Russian in the world. He was sharing with everyone. And after the communists came to our country, he was put for 14 years in prison because he stood up. When this was the made the Congress for all of the religion leaders of Romania, they said they brought and said, all of you must respect and honor the communists. You must submit unto the leadership. He was the only one leader. He went and he went to them to give a speech. And he said, we cannot submit under communists. We can submit only to the leadership of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must obey his word. Because his word doesn't conflict with the constitution or anything. We'll be better citizens. And because he said that, in a very short period of time, he was put in prison. First time for eight years. His son was three years old, Michael. And he was living. And after that, they took Sister Sabina, his wife, and put her to be for the next three years in prison. And the little boy remained orphan on the streets of Romania. At the age of three years old, to take your mom and dad, because only they believe in God Almighty. There are Christians which pay a price around the world. I have the privilege to know him personal, to stay in his home. What a great blessing. I pray that we do not take Christianity very light. My brother and sister, would you, all of us, we would like to hear, come and receive the kingdom which pre was prepared from the foundation of the world. But based the way we live our life will qualify or will disqualify us to receive his kingdom. May I ask you this question? May, 
That is the reason when I, at the age of 27, I heard myself for the first time the good news. God wants to reconcile men with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. My sin can be forgiven, but I have to start to live a different lifestyle, a life which will please to the Heavenly Father. That is was when I started, I said, Lord, let your will to be done. And I was reading this part of the scripture, and I was looking exactly where it, here it is, the scripture, when the disciple asked, when you'll come and what will be the sign of your, sign of your coming? And this is the, this, the things what the Lord spoke, spoke about the ro- or rumors or wars, will be given to be killed before his coming. And that's what it says, when the Son of Man will come, will judge. I said, Lord, help my life to live, help me to live my life in such a way that one will come, I'll be at your right side. I would like to ask you, what side will you be? Based the way we live our life, will qualify to be at the right or will be to the left. The way we live, the way what we do, that will qualify us. Have you asked what you? Truly, it's not a question because you may say we believe in him. But here it says, you know, not Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who said, Lord, Lord, to me will enter into the kingdom of God. Only those who does the will of the Father. And the Lord, he said here, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked, you clothed me. I was a stranger and you visit, you invite me in. And says, every time the righteous ask, when have we done this? And the Lord says, as every time you have done to one of the least of my brethren, you have done unto me. And he says, come and receive it. And he will say, depart from me, for there is on the left, you cursed of my father. Because when I was hungry, you did not feed me. My brothers and sisters, everyone, we, maybe not all of us, we are called to be able to go to ministry. Maybe we may not have the, the gift to do that. But everyone, we can do something. We can feed somebody. We can clothe somebody. We can do something. We can visit a sick person to be the vessel God wants to be. I remember one of the story, brothers, which was very interesting in the comedies. When it was, you know, somebody supposed to deny Christ. And uh, they brought that young, that man, he has eight children. And they brought to judge him because he was sharing the word of God. He was doing things exactly, helping others. And he was caught. And they said, if we, if we catch him doing this with some Bibles, and we'll put him in prison, and all of this will stop, and nobody will do anything. And Christianity will not spread. And they brought him in the village where were around 5,000 people. And they brought other people from other village during the communists to be judged openly for him to stop to do those things. And he brought his family, his wife, and eight children. 
and there were four judges over there and said to them, if you deny Jesus, and if you truly, you, today it's your, you judge yourself, you can deny Jesus, you can go home with your family, and you you're raise your children, but no longer do the things what you do, and no longer speak about the Lord, about Jesus being God. And all of his eight children was over there, the youngest one was five years old. And he was praying under his breath and said, Lord, what can I do? Lord, I do not want to deny you. You have been good to me all my life. And the little child, the five years old, stepped forward and go towards his father and somebody stopped him. And he said, Father, do not deny Jesus. He has been good to us. You, you, even if you go to prison, God will take care of us because God is the God of, He is the Father of the orphans. He will take care of the widow, the little ones. He start to speak the words. All of the people they start to cry over there. Everyone, and the the father turned to the judge and says, "You heard. I am ready to go to prison to suffer." I'm ready to go if you consider because I have to start to speak about God and to tell and to do these things. I'm going to the prison. And those four judges, they got the car, left him and says, go, you are crazy. Go back and raise your family. And the way back, they were going to the city and they were driving some furious and it's just a curb. And the car entered in the tree, and all of them died in the spot. And that's all people knew. Truly, there is a God. He cares for the people. And if you honor and serve him, he will bless you. I would like to say, my brother, come, Pastor. I would like to come to ask you, what side will the Lord Jesus Christ will stay? Will he stay to the right? Or will stay to the left? Will you hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant? Or you hear, depart from me. I never knew you. My priority is, as we see the coming of the Lord very soon, that we'll be a doers of the words, not a hearers deceiving ourselves. May the Lord bless you.